I don't want a lot for Christmas. <laughs> oh my God. You know I had to go there, I right? Knew it. I knew you know it. I had to I had to do it. I had to start off with <laughs> so a little bit of Mariah Carey. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. Well <laughs> Hello everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the JB Font channel. I'm your host, James Fontlory. It's so good to see all of you here on this special Sunday evening. The JB Font show is also available on all major podcast platforms like Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, so you can subscribe to me there. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm also part of the Revolutionary Blackout Network, so you can catch me on the JB show on Sundays at 1, RBN Live on Tuesdays at 4, and the Savvy and JB show on Thursdays at 6. If you are new and if you like to get more messages and topics like this, please make sure to hit that thumbs up just to let the algorithm know that you like what you are watching. Thank you to everybody who's a Patreon, Patreon, Coffee, as well as members and people who send me mutual aid via different platforms. Without you guys, I would not have a channel to be able to do this. Thank you so very much. As per typical, whenever I have a guest, I usually wait till after the guest has departed in order to give my shout outs to people who are in the chat because I want to be respectful of the guest's time. Just to let you guys know, I have an amazing guest with me this evening. I am so humbled and privileged to have Indigo Let from Socialist Trans Initiative joining me tonight. Indigo. Good to see you. Welcome to the JB Font channel. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we had originally we've been we're on the activist summit, um, mm -hmm. and I was grateful for being on that because I, I watch you guys a lot, and you know it was just I was like, man, hopefully one day we can maybe get on there or something. And then like CJ was like, oh, I was like, oh, you know, let me try to get in there. <laughs> You're like, oh snap, let's go. Yeah, so like if any way we can get our name out there, you know, in any mm -hmm. sort of way, I think it's you know grateful and thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, I am unique to RVN and really in this space is there's not a lot of us who are and i use lgbtq plus and the word queer mm -hmm. interchangeably hopefully that doesn't offend anybody at all but i use it interchangeably but i'm one of the only ones in this space that identifies as that i'm the only one at rbn that is that and i'm only the only people the only person who considers himself queer within the space that i know of uh that is in the left indie media space is mike figueredo other than that i don't know of anybody else that i can think of at the moment uh well yeah, I can't z, think from, yeah. z from the people's voice i think mm -hmm. um but other than that i don't i can't think of anybody off the top of my head who else identifies who is gen who's sexually sexual orientation fluid or gender fluid at all mm -hmm. or has a different gender identity so i don't know but with that is i feel a certain responsibility to talk about some of these issues and talk to people and up, try to uplift voices who mm -hmm. 
are championing these issues. And you're with Socialist Trans Initiative. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about Socialist Trans Initiative before to get our audience started? Okay. So, uh, so our group is uh, Socialist Trans Initiative. We are uh, we're located out of Pensacola, Florida. So I think JB, you're out of Orlando, right? So yes, Pensacola, Florida is like the <laughs> it's on the Panhandle, which is literally on the little tiny strip of um, mm -hmm. of Florida. Um, so you know, it's not like a place that's really known that well. But uh, we are an organization. We're a transgender, queer, transgender activist organization. Um, mm -hmm. So what we do is basically we're not like a 501c3 so we don't take any like federal donations but what we do take is like donations from um the people really the working class people and mm -hmm. what we do with those donations is like for example if a trans person needs hrt um which is hormone replacement therapy so if you're transitioning either to uh fem or to mask um mm -hmm. we'll help you you know with medicine in that regard or um taking you to the doctor or um usually some people need to go to work or um buying clothes or anything like that um mm -hmm. um any little thing we can do to help um with the local trans community uh, we also try to help people outside of it on the gulf coast so we've helped people mm -hmm. out in alabama we've helped people in mississippi louisiana um a mm -hmm. little bit of georgia as well um mm -hmm. even people who have left us they've gone like hey i'm gone i'm going to can there's somebody out in kansas we know we've you know, mm -hmm. help donate some money for them. Um, mm -hmm. Any type of like GoFundMe they have to raise for anything, we try to promote that as much as we can. Um, mm -hmm. And anything like that, like, yeah, like it says food, transportation, anything like that. So that's <coughs> what our organization tries to provide. Okay, great. So one of the things that I was speaking about earlier mm -hmm. uh, on RBN was, and I was telling you about this before the show started, was that one of the things that had recently passed was the Respect for Marriage Act. And that, that act, while it was a step in the right direction, one of the critiques that I had was that the Democratic Party, especially at large, does not answer to the material conditions, those of us who may be queer, and the material conditions being things like housing, healthcare, police brutality, because we are victims of police brutality. Mm -hmm. So there's various different things that we are not that we are not privy to as far as our material conditions, because they do not provide these things. And so one of the things I wanted to ask you about was what is your personal opinions about the the respect for marriage act and do you think are you as are you less optimistic as i am or a little bit more optimistic or around the same as i am as far as it being a step in the right direction yeah um that's a that's a good question um i would say probably a little bit right where you are um maybe a little less <laughs> a little more pessimistic but that's, i that's i only try not to get that way i try to be out of my friend group i'm more of the positive one <laughs> but you I keep you. seeing these situations happen over and over again where they give you little crumbs um like this like this uh marriage act bill uh the gay marriage act bill 
um, mm-hmm. where, yes, if you let's say you get married in Florida and you go to Alabama, they have to recognize it. But mm-hmm. I think I, I watched a little of the live stream that you did. Like, you're correct. If you, um, you know, it's, it's leaving it up to the states. It's not codified. Similar mm-hmm. to Roe v. Wade, it's not codified. So yeah. you, you're in a you, you, you're in a dangerous situation where you get married in one state, you go to another mm-hmm. state to live and work, and then mm-hmm. that state could be like, eh, we're done, <laughs> we're not doing this. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, you know, you can't go back home. You got mm-hmm. this job, but you know, or maybe you lose your job. You know, a lot of things can like steamroll out of nowhere, and then now mm-hmm. your marriage is, you know, uh, it's not, it's not, um it's 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 broken apart by the law and so another thing i think uh, a lot of people are maybe they're not missing but a a nuance to it as well as like 2024 is coming up so Mm -hmm. what they're going to do is a lot of times you see this with the democratic party is they'll take stuff like this and then they'll whenever you criticize biden or you criticize one of the they'll use that as like a thing like well he's doing this and he's doing the gay marriage act and he's uh passing you know, infrastructure and he's doing, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? this is the same man who like did the iron dome, right? This is the same person who, you know, didn't codify Roe v. Wade, especially uh, Barack Obama when he had in 2008, he had the house, he had the Senate, he had a super majority. Um, he had yeah. 60 Ted Kennedy died, but still, he still had a majority, even at that time, even after Ted Kennedy died after six months after his, um, um, and it's funny because a lot of people on the news will go like, what is the president going to do in the first hundred days? Well, his, his first hundred days, he literally had a supermajority. He could have codified Roe v. Wade. He could have, which helps out um, not only just cisgender women, it helps out uh, non-binary people and it helps out trans men. So, and then he could have done healthcare, a better version of healthcare, which could have helped us all out in that case. Um, and then a bunch of other things. And so him not, you know, when you pass these little tiny crumbs of like these types of laws, you're just trying to save face for what yeah. you're really, you know, trying to do. And it's um, a kind of pretty much a distraction, to be quite honest with you. Like, it's really much of like, we're just trying to like, oh, hey, uh, we're watch, look at this, look at this. And then like, we're passing this huge defense bill on the side. And you're just like, well, mm-hmm. you're on internationally you're bombing queer people overseas you know by but you're giving us this little crumb that doesn't help us economically never it's just a social thing and i get that you know social issues are important obviously i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. not say that but you have to combine both together when you're passing Mm -hmm. these laws you have to say yes we we accept you know when back in the day we accept black and brown people we accept you know trans people we accept queer you know but at the same time, you have to also put in the economic implications so that people can feel like they're feel like they're part of society. They don't feel like they're, you know, just on the outskirts or in the poor and working class areas where they don't feel like they're going to go anywhere. They don't they don't have their own means of production. They don't feel, yeah. you know, they just they feel like it's just a slog every day to go to work. And so these types of bills being passed, while yes you know, are, are good in its own, you know, mm-hmm. way, but it doesn't get to the, it doesn't get to the, what's it, the meat of the matter? It doesn't get to the, it doesn't get to the, the, the foundation of what's actually happening. Yeah, that, that's also some really good points. 
so as far as your concern, mm -hmm. you you touched on really like as you said the meat of the matter. What helped you? What was part of the What was one of the integral parts of your evolution to come to this point of? It's like, yes, I'm a socialist, mm -hmm. and yes, I'm non-binary. It's like, like, how do those things intersect in your life, and how did they move you to the position that you're currently in right now? Okay. Uh, so as far as your opinions, socioeconomically. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll go on the socialist part first and then I'll just interject and like mix in the, cause they kind of both happen sim simultaneously. I'd be honest. Oh. So okay. it's so like, I'm trying to think, I would say, I think my first election that I was a part of was 2004, which was that John Kerry Bush one, which nobody wins anyway. So nobody's uh, <laughs> in here with the ketchup man. Um, his wife was Heinz, but anyway. So um, you know, I voted for that one, and then we went through like obviously. I mean, in high school, especially after nine eleven, there was a lot of discussions on like from my, mm -hmm. you know, from people in our class that were conservative, people in our class that were like more liberal. You know, we had clashes in the high school classroom and college classrooms about. You know, the the Iraq war, the Afghanistan war, should we be there, should we not be there, and the economy and all that. Um, and I had always been like a little bit further left, but I wasn't like, I, I think I was still, to be honest, I was still kind of in liberal kind of Democrat land. Um, mm -hmm. I, I guess you would say like progressive now, you would, you know. Um, and then Barack Obama got elected and uh, I remember that that one. I don't know if you watched the show Boondocks, but there was that one episode where uh, actually they had Barack Obama be elected in the in the episode, and mm. um, and it, there's this song. I'm not going to sing it on here, but it's 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 derogatory. But anyway, so but Huey Freeman, the main character, was very skeptical about the whole thing. Mm. He was like, "Let's just see what he does. Let's see, you know." And that's kind of how I was. I was like, you know, I'm happy we saw he got elected. I'm happy as a black person, but like, let's just see, you know, what happens here. And as soon as he got elected and as soon as stuff started happening, I started looking, I go like, okay, you know, for a lot of our people, that's great. But I'm looking at the policies and I'm like, mm, this is iffy. This is iffy. <laughs> you know, when you look at what he extended um, the Bush tax cuts, he really um i mean black lives matter was done under him so it was like it was created right under him so like all the issues with michael brown and, and, and trayvon martin here in florida and all mm -hmm. the other issues you know it was like you know what is he doing like what is he you know and we see it tanks rolling through ferguson and we're like whoa 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 you know wow. and so you're linking that to um what's happening there and you're like you know and then you hear about libya and slave trade and all that you're like okay well you know so, so internationally and nationally and then when it got to 2015 i think around that's when bernie started to coming up and i was like finally we're maybe maybe we got somebody who and, and i wouldn't you know you still don't put your full trust but you go like okay this person sounds like me he kind of sounds similar and then you see the democratic party just screw him straight over like it was just i mean it was masterful almost it was almost like wow like you really don't want and it really showed you like 
this is what they'll do to third parties. I'm not saying don't vote for third party. I say I actually do that. But like, you know, like this is what they're going to try to do to you and you have to fight back. Um, I really do love, uh, I think it's Shama Sawant from Seattle. Yeah. Love yeah. her to death. I love that thing she did with the, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, what's his name? Ryan Grimm. Uh, Grimm. Oh my God. That, I mean, it was like a rap battle. You just saw her just. Like, <laughs> like, like, she rap just battle. And like Bree was like, uh, she was like, <laughs> just sipping the tea. But I yeah. was just like, oh my Lord. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God. This is. <laughs> so I think it was around about when Bernie like got really screwed over by the democratic party and then like if you ever want to i don't know if they still have it up but it was a pbs special and they brought on elizabeth warren and Mm -hmm. they had brought the book from donna brazil on there and she was like yeah we pretty much uh Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) what the actual it was so funny because sorry to to go off a tangent but it was so funny to see cj and nick go like dang she harsher than we are Like, we were kind of soft on him. Like, yeah, they were chill. They were chill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, right around, like, that Donald Brazil thing, like, Elizabeth Warren comes on to the PBS special and goes, you know, uh, the woman, the the woman asks her, like, hey, you know, did Donald, did, did, did DNC really have it in for Bernie Sanders? And did, you know, did they screw him up? And she was like, yes, yes, they did. Because in the book, it literally, Donald Brazil's book, it literally says that. And then once I saw that, I was like, okay, okay, I'm done. My, um, our president, uh, uh, Strive, his name's, uh, their name is Devin Cole, and they're mm-hmm. part of the Workers' World Party, which is a, another mm-hmm. social, uh, mm-hmm. a third party socialist group. And they had always been talking to me about like joining. Um, I haven't joined yet. Uh, I might, uh, when you when you've been in that party for so long, the Democratic Party, and you get screwed over, like you just get burnt so many times, seeing them try to like, oh, we're gonna give you this and this and this, and then they don't, and they pull back, and they're just like, you know, um, and so you just get burnt so many times, you're just like, I don't want to affiliate with no party. <laughs> you know? you just you just gotta get in that the headspace, but at the same time, I think it is good to like, you know, and this is for people who are watching. I think it's good to do to join or join an organization or anything like that, so you can mm-hmm. um, be a part of something. So when people come up to you with talking points, and or you want to introduce yourself to people, or you know, you're going door to door and stuff like that, it's really good to have that, you know, organization mm-hmm. behind you. So that you can be like, hey, mm-hmm. part of this and this. But anyway, um, yeah. So I think right around that same time when I had 2016, 2017, when I had started to go, okay, I'm going to reevaluate my politics. I'm going to reevaluate yeah. this party, and I'm going to reevaluate mm-hmm. myself within this. Mm-hmm. Um, that was right around the time when we, I was, um, I was going to University of West Florida. Um, and uh, I actually had graduated two years before that, but like I was still going to these, um, uh, uh, it's called Gay Straight Alliance at the time, or it was called the Lambda Coalition, but it was it was the Gay Straight Alliance. And I was still going to the meetings and stuff. And um, uh, Devin, our president, had did a presentation on non-binary um, people. It just you know just a huge presentation on what non-binary people are and everything. And uh it the one thing they told they said on there was like you could still take hrt and be non-binary which threw me off because at the point i was still kind of like in trans 101 land i was like oh well if you are 
transitioning, you have to transition to one or the other. But like, no, you can still identify as non-binary and take HRT. Mm -hmm. And so right mm -hmm. around that period, it just did this. <laughs> so in understanding the struggles of queer and trans people is a lot of just it inters it really intersects that uh e economy and social issues. So by mm -hmm. the time I started to like understand more about myself politically, I also understand it more myself, you know, who I am as a person. And so mm -hmm. and the issues and then when I'm around so many people who are who are poor and working class and they can barely manage their lives, you become mm -hmm. more sympath or empathetic and sympathetic to their issues and you mm -hmm. start to go wait a minute, like both of our parties are not helping these people out. They're not helping the mm -hmm. homeless. They're not helping college students. They're not helping, you know, at the time when I was going there, um, they're not helping, you know, your regular workers. Um, yeah. They're not giving them anything. And so I started to move more left then. And it was just like, um, I started to, I, one thing I do need to honestly, a gap is, is theory. Um, reading more theory i see your videos on uh michael Perithi and stuff i want to watch all of them so i can like mm -hmm. get more into that um yeah. because i know those are very important to have that basis of theory behind you so when you speak on these things you have that more um but also lived experience is good too like just lived experience and just watching and just seeing how and understanding and removing the veil from or removing the glasses or, or really in that movie with uh what's his name putting on the glasses and uh seeing the alien or seeing the parties for what they really are um yeah to capitalist controlled parties that are just out to not work for you um at all for the most part um and just to understand like uh and so within yourself like within myself just that intersection like i said like it's just something to like recognize and it was just cool to see both of those like inter interlink because it was like usually you see often with i would say with uh, with white lgbtq plus people it doesn't do that like you'll see like the the finances are like this and some black and some black and brown but most time you see with the white whereas like they they fight for the social issues but the economic issues aren't there and i'm like you yeah not seeing it and so for a lot of black and brown yeah. and indigenous uh queer trans people you once you're you're already fighting usually the economic fight sometimes if you recognize mm -hmm. it but then the social mm -hmm. comes in and you start to really see it. You're like, okay, we're getting screwed. Yeah. You know, we're getting screwed. We got to do something. And so I think that's where I align at here. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you so much for that. And actually you touched on a really good point that I touched on earlier today is that people, you know, there's an overrepresentation of people who are queer that are either middle, upper middle class or affluent. And people don't realize we're workers too. Yes. And so that being said, because we're workers, we also want to own the means of production. Mm -hmm. We also deserve housing first. We also deserve, yeah, I, I am for a nationalized healthcare system. Yeah. Because even though, even if we have a, single parent healthcare system. I'm not about to have, you know, my rainbow family spending upteen amounts, thousands of dollars just for HRT because the pharmaceutical companies want to charge them up the wazoo 
for becoming who they truly are or for anybody who wants to take their HIV meds or somebody who wants to be on PrEP or those of us who may be queer, who may be dealing with cancer or dealing with heart disease. So what I mean? So I think that's something that a lot of people really don't take into consideration. It's like, Mm -hmm. we are workers too. We just happen to have a different identity than a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like another thing, too, is like a lot of with trans women, they have a higher chance of getting like breast, breast cancer when they start age oh. 13. Yeah. So that's another thing where you're talking about with nationalized healthcare. I think that'd be great because a lot of times with HRT, sometimes you may have a higher chance for something um, because just an inflection of that type of hormones and stuff like that. It just it, you know, statistically, it's just a little higher for trans women. But still, that's something you have to watch out for. You know, if you're transitioning, you know, you, you know, you may have to watch out for breast cancer a little more than your cisgender um, compadre, compatent, I don't know, (laughs) counterparts. There we go. Counterparts. Um, And so like having, you know, uh, just understanding like you, there's so many parts to this. There's so many economic parts to um, just, just it, just it being a social issue. And I think a lot of times the more affluent um, queer and trans people, especially the ones who, um, or white, they, they just, I, they, I, it was funny because I think it was a uh, silver Rivera a long time ago from the Stonewall riots who, um, there's a famous speech she has, um, she's in this like red leotard type of thing. She's up on stage and she literally yells out and she goes like, look, we do not, um, all we do not need the gay and, and lesbian people to run this movement. We need to let the trans and the queer people run this movement because, you know, or don't let that happen because if they get in front, not to say that they're all bad people, but like if they get in front of the movement, what's going to happen is it's going to get codified. It's going to get like, it's going to, I forgot somebody had a word for that, but it basically it just gets um, co-opted. Co-opted. There you go. It gets co-opted much easier because, you know, when you see, uh, and no offense to these, well, maybe Ellen, but like Ellen, uh, (laughs) queer eye for the straight guy the first one not the second one but like these shows started coming out and it's great it's representation but they're you know but they're like white people and that's the face of the movement not the queer or not the black and brown indigenous folks in the back who have more than just issues of hey uh you just you know i'm i'm gay or hey i'm just you know uh, you know and some issues with pronouns and then pronouns are important but like we have economic issues too that we need to address and mm-hmm. they don't want to do that because th- a lot of people would, it, it gets uncomfortable. Then it goes, mm. now we have to not only address who they are as people, but also their issues as well. And that only addresses the cisgender people in those neighborhoods as well. Now we have to, Oh crap. And so, you know, and also that even with our own communities, even the black community that hits too, because it's like, we don't, look at the most marginalized in our own communities and really like respect that and so exactly like we you know we'll we'll yeah it's funny the queer and black trans community will come out for all the black lives matter rightly so we'll come out every time every time there's a shooting every time there's a you know we'll we'll be out there but uh, let there be a march for a black trans woman who died 
it's usually just the queer community. It's usually just us. And yeah. that's the saddest thing I've seen. You know, maybe some allies here and there, but usually it's, a, you know, we, we usually say when we do some of our protests and stuff, it's just like, hey, we have the same, you know, people here, you know, and maybe a few sprinkled yeah. out here and there that are different, but like, it's usually yeah. the same, you know, people. And it's just like, once you start fighting for people who are not like you, who you don't maybe necessarily agree with what off the bat, but, you know, um, I think it was, um, I forgot her name, but she was like, you know, once you, you know, let's walk and talk while we go to the path of liberation. Let's, you know what I'm saying? We might have differences in butt heads a little bit, but let's continue that path towards it because we're both having economic issues here. We're both yeah. having issues that are troubling here, but we're just two different, we're just identifying as two different people, right? Even in yeah. our own community, we're identifying as two different people, but we're fighting the same fight. It's just like, mm-hmm. why split that up by saying oh well queer and trans stuff that's that white people stuff or queer and you know that's not of religion or that's not of morality and i'm just like, yeah exactly indigo, don't get me start don't get me started indigo i'm a t- look yeah all right all right all right real talk real yeah. talk when we say black lives matter we mean all mm. black lives right Right. <laughs> so if you're talking about you want us to be liberated, that means you want all of us to be liberated. I don't care if it is a black trans queen that is wearing a tight ass leotard and she's over 300 pounds. I don't care. Her black life still matters. Exactly. Okay. I don't care if you got Patrice Royale. Standing right in front of you, as tall and statuesque as she is, <laughs> but her Black Lives Matter matters just as much as Boosie Badasses. Yeah. And so when people want to talk about, oh well, you know, and 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 there's this whole thought on the and that's been circulating in the Black community, talking about how anything that's queer, anything that's LGBTQ is of result of colonialism, that is a whitewashing of history, number one. Number two, y'all forget some of y'all ancestors, I'm not talking to you, but some some people, yeah. some, some black people, did some of y'all ancestors who were slaves were queer. Some of them had no choice but to mate with someone of the opposite gender because they that's what they did they were basically breeding them some of our ancestors were queer some of y'all grandmamas and granddaddies were queer and some people aren't willing to accept that yeah you know and and the fact that we're now in a zone in in a era now where it's more socially acceptable then now people are starting to find out more about humanity and how diverse it really is, mm-hmm. you know. And one of the things that I, I also wanted to touch on, it's kind of a two-pronged question. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get in some difficult territory, if you don't mind. Yeah. But one of the first things I wanted to ask was what, to you is one of the biggest challenges on the left from your intersection, non-binary as well as socialist. 
What is one of the biggest challenges you see on the left? And then I have a follow-up question after that. Okay. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is trying to trying to pull people out of the Democratic Party, to be honest with you. Like trying to get people to realize, mm. like because what's happening is is like okay. we're seeing it every two to four years, or every two years, really now. Yeah. It's like they'll they'll be with us kind of they'll be like oh man i'm tired of this party oh man you know they're not doing this oh man roe v wade oh you know what happened with the railroad people you know and all that i'm like okay yes 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 and then like you know the election comes up and it's just like this train they get on i'm like get off the train get off the train <laughs> get off the train dog <laughs> like get off like get off like, the get train off the ride. get off the amusement ride i think it was bill yeah. x who was like life is like a ride he's like Literally, like, get off the ride. There's people who are telling you, get off. Like, you're mm -hmm. you're not going anywhere. It's the same thing. And yeah. so um, trying to get people to um, just understand that, like, the two-party system is collapsing on itself. Like, it's doing mm -hmm. the same thing over and over again. And you're being fooled over and over again. And I feel yeah. bad for Gen Z kids because they really came out and they really stifled that red wave that happened. Because it should have been literally a red wave that should have just, you know, clapped the Democrats. But... Mm -hmm. You know, but like, you know, they were like, oh, I'm going to get my student loan debt. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, nah, dog. I have student loan debt. And I was like, I'm, that's not I'm going to do the thing anyway and try to get some of my student loan debt off. But I was like, this ain't enough. He should have just canceled it by actually just doing an executive uh, executive action, just like mm -hmm. he can do with Roe v. Wade. I'm like, you just do it. done. We're, we're, not, I don't know if he can do that Roe v. Wade, but like with what's the name? He could do it. He could, you know, mm -hmm. with student loan debt, he could, you know. And be done mm -hmm. with it. And mm -hmm. so I just, you know, it's hard to get people um, who are not only just in the cisgender community, but also in the trans community as well, because like with the gay marriage law, they'll give them little crumbs or little things that they can hang their hat on. And so when you're trying to get people to like understand that, you know, the way that how this how the government is working is not for you it's not working for you they they pick those things out they'll immediately go like well we we got this and we got that and we have to vote for them because the other person no the person you have now is bad they're just as bad if not worse because at least mm -hmm. with the republican side they're telling you who they are or you know some of the um some of the moderate you know like your um i forgot his name well chris and cinema is not independent but are independent but uh, I got the guy from West Virginia, but like you know who they are. Oh, Joe Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin. Yeah, Joe Manchin. You know who they are. Like you know how yeah. they're gonna. But the squad keeps on placating to you because yeah. they're the ones who are trying to keep you in. They're literally like, mm -hmm. come on in. And every two yeah. years, it's like an abusive relationship. It's like, come on in, baby. Come on, let's do it again. Let's add this. And you're like, and you're literally trying to tell your friend, like you're like having flags. You're like, come on, no. <laughs> you know. <what> I'm <laughs> You're like trying to guide a jet on the tarmac. You're like, come on, you know. Go left, uh, left, <laughs> left, go. No, don't go that direction. Exactly. I said left, you. Oh, my Lord. Exactly. And so. You like, big ass like, jumbo jet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, it's the difficulty in, yeah. you know, in your different gender and uh, sexuality and your, mm -hmm. um, and your political standing because you're trying to help people not only to understand themselves but also understand that like the two-party system is not 
for example, like with the um, with our Florida election, right? So obviously, mm-hmm. we knew kind of the census was going to kind of, you know, That's smack. Cool. So, <laughs> but yeah. like you look at Charlie Chris, right? And you look at mm-hmm. what he was trying to promote and pass and stuff like that. It probably would have overturned a lot of what DeSantis did, but it would have got us back to square one before he came in, which we were still mm-hmm. in terrible standing then. You know, and it got worse mm-hmm. now. Obviously, I'm not going to not say that, but like. Mm-hmm. Yo, like you, you know that you gotta put if you're gonna go the election route, you gotta like withhold your vote. You gotta like use that as a thing to say we're not voting for you unless you do this, 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 and this, and this, and literally say that and put it online and not just say that oh we're not endorsing you and da da da. They're still mm-hmm. gonna look at you like we're we're just waiting on you. We're just waiting. Yeah, on you. you go vote for us. <laughs> and and so, Nico. Yeah, and go. I I, I hate. <laughs> This is just a side. This is a side question, but yeah. doesn't Charlie Chris, Chris look like the the love child of George Hamilton and Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, yes. I'm oh, sorry. They're all orange. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I used to say Rick Scott looked like the guy from the the villain from Who Framed Roger Rabbit every time. Yeah, Rick, Rick Scott. Rick, Rick Scott is. Uh, I like to call him Fire Marshal Bill. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, Let me tell you something. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. I'm sorry. Go ahead. it's just difficult to like, um, you know, get people on that. And another thing I wanted to talk about your last point about um, mm-hmm. people being uh, queer from the past is like. Um, people often forget a lot of the people from the Hall of Renaissance were queer themselves, like Langston Hughes. I think it was, um, I think it's Betsy Smith. There's a bunch of people, and then we know from the Civil Rights Movement, Bernard uh, Rustin, I think, as well. And yeah. so, there's a yeah, Bernard yeah. Rustin, I always mispronounce yeah. that, but yeah, there's a lot of queer and trans like people throughout history, uh, especially even black, just black history, who made significant contributions to our people. And it's just like they're a part of us, though, you know what I'm saying? And so that's also trying to help people to understand, um, you know, what's going on in this country with the two party system. It's like we always have been here, we've always have made our contributions, we've made, you know, we've tried to make greater strides for this country and to make people understand that we're all together, like, like you said, all Black Lives Matter. And yeah. And so that argument is very great because it is like, okay, we've always been here. Like this, this is not just a, a 15 year thing or a 10 year thing that just happened. <laughs> yeah. No, no, like, you know, <laughs> there were trans people all the way in slavery, you know, they are queer trans people all the way back then. Like, you yeah. know, it just, yeah. they had to be, they had to conform to what society didn't and be honest with you. This is exactly why we have a lot of situations. We have, we have a lot of people conforming to things when they, you know, it, I think it's, be, it, it's calling them out almost in a sense that we are yeah. queer and trans because it's like, oh, yeah. you can do this? Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, you can be queer and trans. Like, we, you know, and a lot of old, you know, I always feel so sad for older queer and trans people because they had to like not come out for so long because of how society was back then. And, yeah. Um, uh, 
And it's just, especially the black queer and trans that are older, I'm just like, oh my God, there was so much on you. You had to go to the, mm. you know, you had to go into the church and then deal with that. And I'm not saying church is bad, but like, you know, so, yeah. you know, how I got you. you. Yeah. And it's like, you had to deal with that society and how you had to stay strictly in these, in the mm. binary the whole entire time. And then now you come out and then now, you know, this world is open to you, but you're like 60 or 70. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know? And I'm like, oof. But along yeah. the out now and then you're able to live your life fully you know and i yeah. think that's also scary too for a lot of yeah. people that goes with the politicalness is to be able to take that risk outside the two-party system is to be yeah. able to go outside of it that's why i love people like shama sawant because she she took that risk and she fights mm -hmm. for her, her constituency and her people mm -hmm. and she wins repeatedly and i'm looking yeah. at the squad i'm like you could do that too you literally have two million people on your twitter Mm -hmm. at any time in any issue you could be like let's do it let's go let's go to the white house let's go mm -hmm. let's go be outside or yeah. let's go whatever yeah. district we need to go yeah um, so that's kind of the difficulty with being mm -hmm. you know non-binary and uh socialist and trying to get people to not only understand your you know who you are as a person but also understand you as politically um and to try to make those intersections and try to have those conversations with people on a daily, because you know, I think we both live in a uh, we both live in a red state, so we're both meeting people who are conservative or liberal. Yeah, both of them technically right wing their own way, but yes. yeah. So yeah. we're basically talking to right wing people all the time and trying to get them to understand, like, you know, the issues are bigger than this squabble y'all are having, and we need yeah. to make more, um, need to come together more and have those conversations. Yeah, thank you so much for that. In regards to us being around for a long time, look, I'm a reference LL Cool J and seen in the song Mama Said Knock You Out. He said, don't call the comeback. I've been here for years. Yes. We have been here since the beginning of mankind. We ain't going nowhere. We were just silent for a while. That's yeah. all it was. Uh, but one of the things I want to talk about, and I... I I'm sure you're aware of the conversation that me and especially CJ had a couple weeks back mm -hmm. regarding the whole groomer mm -hmm. thing that has been circulating now within the left, which is wild to me, but for some reason it's, got, it's gained traction. Do you think it's just a distraction or do you think that there's some elements, some bureaucratic elements that are leading the charge on this? What What is your thoughts? Because it feels like we're venturing towards a more social aspect of it mm -hmm. while we're missing the point of it being disenfranchised group versus disenfranchised group while the oligarchs went out the back with the money. That's what it feels like to me. What is your yeah. thoughts? So, um, cause I remember obviously with the, um, unfortunate club Q shooting in uh, Colorado, a lot of yeah. times we, um, you know, I, I think a lot of it was during, um, not, not that issue, but I, the issue. Yes. But like the, I guess the mindset of it is like these drag shows, you know, yeah. like they're all oh, the drag shows, they're bringing their kids around, you know, drag time st uh, story. What's it called? Drag story time, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of that, I think it started there where it was like a lot of the, 
you know, um, conservatives and, and some liberals too. They don't want their kids around um, people who are people who they feel are going to be predatory. But I'm sitting there thinking, I would, if I had a kid, I'd rather have my kid at a drag time story time than in a church. Be honest, <laughs> you know, what I'm like I'd rather, like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, how many statistically, like, how many times we've heard throughout the decades of people in the church doing what would be considered grooming you know what i'm saying and and not only just in churches but also within families like mm-hmm. how many times have there's been that uncle or that cousin or that dad or that mom you know who i mean there's been people on tiktok or instagram have been telling stories about like you know i grew up and you know my you know content warning but like you know my uh, you know, my mom or my dad or, or uncle came in and touched me in a certain way. And now I'm in therapy trying to figure out like, you know, what mm-hmm. happened? Oh, that was actually sexual assault or actually that was child, you know? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, it, it's, it's, it's like, it's projection. A lot of it for me, mm-hmm. it's really big projection. And it is mm-hmm. conservatives on one end, you know, having this view that they're, and conservatives and people who think like this mm-hmm. are having this view on one end and are being distracted by the oligarch by this issue mm-hmm. and then it's like mm-hmm. queer and trans people on the other end who mostly are liberal left-leaning you know on the other you're trying to say like hey we're not doing this thing but it's doing this once again mm-hmm. while like you know uh they're passing other bills or they're trying to do other things trying to get you to fight over these issues so that these issues would be you know, um, things that will distract you from things that other things that they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. um, also it, I, I look at it and I just go, cause it was the same thing like five, 10 years ago with the bathrooms. So like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, the bathrooms. Oh, and that was a, that was a thing of contention. And then we had the issues of, um, oh, what was it? Oh, sports. Oh, the, oh, the girl, they, they, oh, we can't have, uh, trans girls play sports because the, uh, the bone structure and blah 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 and i'm just sitting over there thinking like it's like one or two trans people trying to play a sport their levels are already low enough right like mm-hmm. usually you have most people have mm-hmm. uh estrogen and testosterone in their bodies um mm-hmm. and then often sometimes it's a little more than others but when you're tra- you, let's say for a trans woman for example your testosterone level because of spironolactone is going to go like this it's just going to mm-hmm. And then your estrogen is going to go like that when you start taking estrogen or whatever. So mm-hmm. your body is not going to, you know, your body, most times when they check those levels, especially at the Olympics and stuff, they're going to check if your level is the same as a woman. And usually it, it is for you to compete. So like, and I'm just trying to explain all that so people can, you know, understand. So, you know, and then also we look at it as well with like, especially when we look at it with black women who are athletic and they get called different names if we look at it with serena williams i mean mm-hmm. in her early mm-hmm. career a lot yep. of we had men on there going oh that's a man that's a man that's a man and i'm just like yep. this is a big beautiful woman you know, or a strong beautiful woman really mm-hmm. that i idolize be honest with you who you know is dominating on the court but because she has muscle or you know she's built you know mean that she's a man you know we always masculine dark-skinned women anyway so that was a yeah point. so yeah you know like I said, this issue with the grooming thing, it's more or less like it's 
a bit of a bureaucratic distraction similar to the other issues because like we always they always have to try to find something else on queer and trans people like i said with the bathrooms and then the sports issues um and then even in our state for example we had the the um don't get say civil rights yeah, yeah, the parents' real rights and stuff like that. That was basically like, oh, if you, and then we had the CRT thing in here too. And, you know, our whole guy's like, woke's not going to be in the state. Woke. I was like, get out of here, get out of here. Woke is a word from back in the day, from the 90s and 80s, 80s and 90s, really, or even before, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. definitely came up through the socially conscious movement mm-hmm. of the 80s and 90s. And that's what it was called before. It was just, oh, you're socially conscious. You're just aware of your surroundings. You're aware of the politicalness of what's going on. And you're able mm-hmm. to take action or at least let people know about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what woke really meant to me, you know, growing yeah. up. And so yeah, it's just another issue to I think honestly, a lot of these side issues like this are obviously trying to put people to sleep. It's trying to put people to like the whole, you know, not look over here before they like punch you in the face with something that's like really gonna hit you. Like they're already talking about, for example, that the the recession's coming, right? So they're trying mm-hmm. to make you not focus on that and fight over these things that are you know are important to talk about but like also you know you may not be able to pay your car note tomorrow or you may not be able to like you know are you you gonna get to work tomorrow like you know is your kid sick like what these other issues that are happening around you and then you're like all these transgenders and I'm like no like (laughs) you know like it, it it doesn't it, it really just, it really, it, it makes me upset because it just really doesn't get people to where we need to be. And it always yeah. keeps that split happening. They continue to try to split us up every time with something. Yeah. And I think this is another tactic of that. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. Yeah. If some of you on the left are talking about, well, we need to build coalitions, even if we have to talk to people who may we may not agree with. We may have to talk to people who are conservative that we may not agree with in order to achieve a coalition, a working class coalition, so that we can actually get the things that we need. You're also going to have to talk to trans, non-binary, gay, lesbian, bisexual, yes, bisexual, because we're not doing any bi erasure in here, not on this channel. And we, you also have to do that with them too, because guess what? We exist and we are also part of the working class. And for me, it feels like this focus on this issue, which really isn't that massive of an issue, I think is being made to seem like a massive issue, but it's just you get to a point where it's like is that what your primary focus is on because my my focus and i think the larger focus of a lot of us is actually on the big bad that is capitalism imperialism colonialism because that is what has ruined our lives perpetually for hundreds of years And so because of that, that really is our, should be our primary focus. I think it's 
back in the day, it was, oh my God, the Muslims. Then it was, oh my God, the Mexicans and the people from south of our border. Back way back in the day, it was the blacks. Look at here, look at the blacks. Look at these people, they're taking your jobs, right? Or they're coming in. The MS-13 gang, uh-oh. Then it became the gays. Oh, my God. Now it's the groomers. Oh, my God. You have somebody in a wig and makeup and flashy clothes reading to children. And the thing is, is like, what if that person was dressed as a clown? Y'all wouldn't have anything to say then. Flashy clothes, makeup, and a wig. But my thing is, it's like, I think we, the primary enemy is not anybody that's of a disenfranchised state. The primary enemy is really the entities of capitalism, imperialism, colonialism, because those are what are driving us to be in a disenfranchised state collectively that we're in. And so that's one of the reasons why I want to ask you about that is because a lot of times we get so caught up in these social, these social aspects, while they do bear some importance, our primary focus are in order to alleviate some of this is to actually shore up our material conditions. It's just like, it's just like for people who talk about the, the crime issue, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh my God, we got so much crime. And the answer always seems to be, well, let's just treat the symptom, not the underlying cause, right? And it's like, what? why don't we just treat the underlying cause instead? And so that's what I see going on. There's a lot of times people want to treat the symptom, not the underlying cause. Even, you know, it's just like, okay, you guys want to tackle, you guys want to tackle sex trafficking? Okay, let's tackle sex trafficking. Let's end the drug war. Let's have housing for all. Because guess what? Some of those that are sex trafficked are a bunch of queer youth that end up out on the streets homeless. Yep. So instead, let's have housing for all. So even if a kid is 14, 15, 16 years old and they're queer, if they get kicked out of their house, they actually have a place to live. They don't have to go and sleep out on the streets and try to do unspeakable things in order to survive. If you really want to tackle it, let's tackle that. If you really want to tackle some of these issues, let's start having healthcare, nationalized healthcare for everybody, so that some of these people who do have some of these issues in their head, they can actually get help and go see counseling and get these things done. If you really want to tackle this issue, let's get poverty. Let's get rid of poverty. The thing is that these are the underlying causes, but the thing is everybody wants to tackle, not everybody, but many people want to tackle the symptoms. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. so, yeah. I think the symptoms are like, they're promoted as the, um, they're promoted as the underlying problem. 
and how the yeah. media does it. They're promoted as like, if we get the, if we get this, you know, we fight this, then all our problems are solved rather than, but then they, they're trying to hide their hand on that because they know full and well, if you attack the actual thing that's mm-hmm. actually affecting it, then that's going to make them look bad. That's the same thing yeah. with the political parties. Because like, if you, you know, you talk about crime, for example, if you were just to go like, okay, so there's a lot of crime happening. All right, so why these people are doing crime? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, desperation, most times it's like, hey, I'm still in this TV or whatever it is because they're desperate. And maybe they're young kids. Maybe they're, oh, well, wait a minute. Why don't we, okay, if they're young, why don't we just better the education system? make it more fun or make it more engaging for these kids so they're not so bored or put more parks and recs and more things they can do in the, in this and in, in these in these towns and neighborhoods so they have mm-hmm. things to do more libraries you know i just got a job at the library i mentioned it um when we were coming into the to the thing more libraries mm-hmm. more places where people can you know find education and and do more things and so they yeah. have you know and more free access things not just you know, you have to pay for it. Everything doesn't need to be under like a capitalist, you know, things where you can enter and you can have, and you can, for especially for working class people to enjoy because a lot of things have to be paid for these days. And so like a lot of people don't have the money for it. And so mm-hmm. more things are accessed like that. So then, then the kids are like, oh, I have more things to do. I'm not going to get into crime. I'm not going to try to do that stuff mm-hmm. because I now have more things I can do there's, I, I'm now being, you know, educated by these teachers. These people actually, you know, care for me. You know, a lot of times, sometimes too, the teachers don't give a crap about the kids. Um, sometimes, you know, some of them try to fight for them, but a lot of times they don't. And so, like, they feel loved. And when they feel loved, they're less likely to do, they're less likely to grow up and maybe take part in those things. And now their families are supported because of free housing and health care and all that. And now they're you're in a more comfortable environment. You see it within the, the middle, middle upper class neighborhoods. What do they have? They have more opportunities. They have more activities they can do. Those kids are better set up for life to achieve greater things because they have all that stuff with them. But when you look at the, you know, the working class and poor neighborhoods, there's little to nothing. That. There may be one community center there. That community center barely has anything to help them. Um, yeah. And they may have the people in there are trying hard as they can, but you know, they don't have the funding, you know, yeah. that the other places do. And so, you know, kids, you know, look at the drug dealer and go, like, this guy's making more money than my parents and my teacher combined. <laughs> so, so I think I might do that, right? And mm-hmm. we're struggling. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> like ah. so mm-hmm. you have to hit the underlying thing, but the underlying thing puts the fear into the establishment because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, shoot, our, the jig is up if we, you know, mm-hmm. if we ever let them attack that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so we're approaching on an hour. I didn't want to take too much of your time because I wanted to be respectful of yeah. your time. But one of the things that you spoke about was that you actually did a Facebook Live earlier today mm-hmm. and you're teaching people who are queer basically how to navigate the holidays so (laughs) you want to talk about that for a second yeah so um i had did a live stream on facebook live for strive um it was uh basically just navigating the holidays um if you're queer trans or queer trans uh 
uh, holiday survival guide. Um, I had found some articles, um, but the main one was this one off of, uh, I think it was the Colorado State University thing. Um, they talk about self-care. They talk about picking your battles. Um, I'll, I'll give a few um, for anybody. And this is not just for queer or trans people. This is for anybody. I mean, you you know, if you're cisgender or straight, you know, this is perfect for you too, because a lot of times um, you go into these situations as well. And if you're a leftist, you know, you're trying to look at your, you know, your, 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 um, you know, your, your parents or whomever who are um, right or left leaning or they're liberal or conservative. But, um, but for the queer and trans people, um, especially uh, picking your battles, like if you have the information on you, you know, um, and you're well read uh, and you know your stuff, it's good to go in situations prepared. Um, with that, because a lot of times you may have a parent who go, you know, who may talk about what we talked about with the grooming thing, um, mm -hmm. the grooming thing. Um, we also talk about people who, you know, um, the issue with the gay marriage law being passed. Um, mm -hmm. And you may have on that one, you may have left and right coming at you. Mm -hmm. or you may have liberal and conservative coming at you. You may have conservative being like, oh, I don't like this. Da, 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 da. But you also may have the liberal like, wasn't that a great thing for you that that got passed? Wasn't that a great mm -hmm. thing? And then now you have to kind of like counter both for them at the thing, at the holiday function. Yeah, you gotta go. Oh Lord, my sister, yeah. so much child. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, also just having like an exit strategy, like it's saying on there, um, mm -hmm. or having a plan. Like for example, you maybe you live in California or you live in um, uh. Seattle, you live in West Coast up north, you're coming down south for the winter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, for your holidays, not to say all the south is bad, but if you know, you know. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so not, not to say, yeah, there's some spots, maybe, maybe Atlanta, maybe New Orleans. Other than that, good luck. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, you come down here maybe to see your family and everything, and you have some friends still, like you have some mm -hmm. friends who still live there um maybe have some queer trans friends or just have some friends that you still know let mm -hmm. them know before you get there like hey if things get like a little bit you know and they get like you know you know i'm coming over you know mm -hmm. uh tell your mom to call or something like that you know whatever mm -hmm. i have an extra strategy so if things get a little dicey at the house you can call and be like or they can mm -hmm. you can even set up a scenario and be like have them call and be like oh you know uh uh like Tom's mom said, you know, uh, they, they wanted me over. There's a gift over there. I don't know. They, they have dinner, too. I'm going a, I'm to a go hang out with Tom real quick, you know, or hang out with whatever. And then mm -hmm. go over there and be like, oh, you know, I'm over there for a long time. Oh, you know, it's kind of late. I think I'm going to stay here, you know, or whatever. That was so good. I got the itis. You know? <laughs> they got that good food over here. Like That mac and cheese was too good. I'm going to sleep over here tonight. I come back mm -hmm. in the morning. So yeah. you can kind of cool down. And, you know, saying um, mm -hmm. some of us are hot headed, but, you know, you're hot headed for a reason because you're trying to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, understanding yourself before you go into situations and understanding your identities and which, who you are. So you're able to explain to people um, what, you know, what what you are and what's going on with that. Because um, a lot of people, some some people in the family, they just they want to understand. They're just confused. And they're just like, yeah, oh, I don't know this and that. What's not binary? 
you know mm-hmm. um you don't have to do a full powerpoint presentation even though if you do have it that'd be great but if you do, <laughs> <laughs> and share it with us if you do you know what i'm yeah, saying just be like here is the whole entire gender thing <laughs> like no but you know explain yourself because there's there's some people in your family who may have been may are may be queer and they just don't know how to come out and they just don't know how and you may be that first breakthrough um mm-hmm. especially for the younger ones in your family or even the older ones too to be honest but like um the younger ones may be trying to come out and they they're like i don't know how to, and you may be the person to help them stand up for them too while you're there um also uh you know decompressing i think was on there as well like after you're in that situation um if you have enough money for therapy decompressing thing all it is is like if you have money for, you can bypass all that by saying if you have money for therapy go to therapy like mm-hmm. if you schedule that therapy session the week right after Chris Christmas is on Monday mm-hmm. you know and the hol- the 23rd the 25th is that whole weekend you can do a therapy session on the 26th <laughs> that Tuesday mm-hmm. right there you know mm-hmm. uh, be like I'm walking right up in there you know mm-hmm. um but um if you but like we talked about before, a lot of us don't have enough money for therapy. There's some therapists who do try to help and they have a sliding scale, but even that mm-hmm. sometimes is like, eh, I don't have. So mm-hmm. if you have friends, if you have even some family members, but usually it's your friends most time on average. If you mm-hmm. can sit up with them, you know, a time to talk, like, oh, let's go to dinner or let's go to, um, you know, let's, let me kick it at your house or something, you know, and have time to talk with them. You know, mm-hmm. I have something serious to talk about. I want to talk about my family and what happened and da, da, da. And usually they'll be like, oh, okay, you know, what's going on? You know, and they'll try to, um, mm-hmm. usually your really good friends, especially, they'll, they'll, you know, save a space for you, you know, and want to talk with you about it and be there for you. So mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a debrief about what happened, because a lot of times we'll yeah. go through this whole thing and then not have anybody to talk to. And then you're yeah. just with those feelings, and then you go to work, and then now you're just crying in the bathroom, you know, mm-hmm. about some stuff. And yep. you know, and it's like, oh, you know, so find people, you know, in your community or friends that you know, even if online, even just online friends who are really care, mm-hmm. you know, caring and loving that you have found a community with, whatever Discord or whatever you're on, and talk with mm-hmm. them and have that conversation because you know, we really, you know, you. You have, you know, you your family is your family, but also they're not. <laughs> also, you have a children family as well. You may yeah. add, mm-hmm. and so I think it talks about that on too. Like your children family is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and if if you do have a loved one, let's say you're let's say you, you're bringing a loved one with you, um, that's great too because now you have somebody else there who can help you combat everything. You know, and y'all can set a game plan with each other. If you're dating somebody or you're married with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. And so that helps as well. So, um, but yeah, uh, I think that is just some things that can you can go over with. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but um, yeah, so we're we're on Facebook, uh, Strivers. We're on mm-hmm. um, Instagram. Um, I can bring all the links if you want me to. Um, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter's our weakest one. <laughs> We need to do. Mm-hmm. I need to do better on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna try to make a TikTok soon. I know all of the with Gen Z TikToks and mm-hmm. um, TikToks and uh, Instagram is because like 
they're like, Facebook's for old people. And I'm like, damn, I'm old. Jesus Christ. But, you know, they be aging me every time. So Instagram mm-hmm. is uh, the thing for that Snapchat. Um, yeah, got to get on the gram. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, also, we if you want to donate anything, we have a cash app, which is just Strive Pensacola. I can put it in the private chat. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, let me I'll put it in. Hold on real quick. But yeah, we have uh, Cash App is uh, Stripe Pensacola. Um, then, oh, this computer. No. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. And then our we have a PayPal, which is um, Stripe Pensacola 850, which is the area code. Um, and right, now we're setting up a... Uh, a Patreon as well. I'll put that link in real quick. Oh, there we go. Okay. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. And I'm just putting these up here for people so that they can get this just in case they want to send a little a couple coins. Yeah. The way of strive to help people because this is really going towards helping people who are trans or queer, especially when it comes to housing. And this is also extremely important because, because like I said, you know, there is uh, queer people, queer youth, really, that are uh, bearing a large brunt of the homeless population of young people as well and a lot of times this happens to them because they get kicked out of their homes yeah yeah so uh that's also something that i also try to advocate for whenever i talk about those of us that are are in this community as well and also uh they can find where can they find you as well as far as your socials okay so um mine is uh just facebook is just indigo let um twitter it's the what was it on twitter because i know twitter is the let me sorry i totally instagram is um hold on i can just look this up real quick it's like comes up super quick i forgot to put it in okay so uh instagram is uh indigo let me put it in indigo. Uh, yeah that's the instagram i should have put instagram there that one just for me is all my longboarding stuff but if you want to message me on like hey i want to donate the strive or i want to know more about strive you can um yeah. do that and then on twitter let me look at that real quick Twitter. Uh, it's Indie Aurora at Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think, and then yeah, Facebook is just Indie Colette. So. Okay. okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm just making sure to, so I can share my screen really quick. Yeah. Before, uh, before I let go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I love I love your I love when you do the R and B. So yeah, here's Indigo. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't get me started. Look, look, look. Sometimes I'll be having black ass moments before people, you know, right? Yes. I love it. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> savage, right. Yeah, you're the savage. I, I love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> when y'all do the Thursday show, I love it. I just be like, <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes yeah, you need you that, like, break yeah. from politicalness. Yeah. And yeah. you just need the kind of more the sport, not the sports story, but like other stories that are like outside of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait because we're going to be back this Thursday. So it's going to be really good. Uh, it's going to be a really good show. I, I'm excited to get back into it. Uh, I had to take a break last week because I had something that I was supposed to. But anyway, but yeah, it was great. But Indigo, I think we're a little bit over time. But I just want to thank you for joining. I'll still be here for the next few minutes. But thank you so very much for joining. It was a privilege to have you. Thank you for the activism that you're doing. And thank you for imparting knowledge onto us so that we are more better suited to know what those of us who are comrades need in this community. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, and y'all just keep up the great work y'all doing at, at your channel and also uh, RBN because I really you. appreciate seeing people like me on, you know, doing being that far left. You know, is a as a as a just amazing to see because it's so much. So we, especially where we are in the South, we see a lot of black conservative or black you know liberals, but they're like MSNBC, CNN, and you know. Yeah. When you do look at left, usually it's like mostly white, or maybe there's some people of color, but they're like Latina or Latino or Latino. Um, you know, you don't see much of us. And then now I'm like, oh wow, this is amazing. When I first saw y'all, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, now we, you know, now we now we're hitting topics that I, you know, definitely can relate to, but also just, you know, seeing people hit on topics and subjects like how I would, you know, or how, you know people like it and, and where we are would so but yeah mm-hmm. thank you again for having me thank you so very much see you later all right see you. all right bye bye all right so good to see all of you here today that was indigo let make sure to give them a follow because indigo is a vital resource when it comes to topics like this and also if you guys have not yet, please make sure to give Stride Pensacola a visit, especially if you are wanting to even contribute or just spread the word about what they're doing in order to help people who are in disenfranchised communities. We want to make sure that we reach out to people who are in disenfranchised communities all the time. I mean, look, we talk about the, the 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 Palestinians. We talk about people from African countries, you know, like Somalia, Congo, Libya. You know, we talk about them. We talk about so many different franchise disenfranchised communities. There's a lot of women who are going through various different issues within this country, as well as around the world. You know due to patriarchy. So we talk about those women's issues too. So just as someone who strives to bring attention to people who are really going through it as far as this within this system, you know, make sure to, you know, give them as much support as we possibly can as well.
So I am going to say my hellos to people in the chat because that's important. And I want to say what's up to everybody. First, we have Neil's algorithm saying, I hope you're staying happy and healthy today, Jay. Well, what's just sending your way? Thank you so very much, Neil. Good to see you. Emoji. Say, <laughs> oh, you're trying to say hola, hola, emoji. Swearing Fury's up in the his house saying, Bestie, I love you. Love you too. Also, do you take requests? My, mine is one song glory. <laughs> I don't know that one. All right, we have Bling Girl up inside the chat. Good to see you, Bling Girl. We have Arif saying, thanks, Obama, for corporate supremacy. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Obama, definitely. All right. We have John H. saying, comrades, good to see you, John H., as well, in the chat. All right. We have Swery Fairy again. We have Colin coming in, says, solidarity from Albany, New York. Good to see you as well. All right. We have CBC Voter in the chat saying happy Sunday at JB and Indigo Let. Good to see you. Good to see you. Corona Ursa is also available in the chat saying agreed. All right. What e in the chat saying hello. Hey, everybody. All right. Catarell is in and accounted for giving where. Giving what is some some love? All right, Colin says Ellen seems like a version of a similar politics. She's gay, but down with war criminal and Bush. At least Star Trek Discovery tries it with its LGBTQA characters in cast. Yeah, thank you so very much for that. Also, let me see. Oh, you guys are talking about. <laughs> you guys are talking about Star Trek. That's based. Based Star Trek. You know what's funny? I never she never sat and actually watched an episode of Star Star Trek. Never the original. Not the next generation. I never sat. Nope. Never sat through. Deep Space Nine. I actually never sat through an episode of Star Trek ever. The only I actually did sit through a movie. I think I watched like the first one and maybe the second. Uh, but the 2009 one with J.J. Abrams, yes, I definitely saw that one. You know, Zachary Quinto wasn't in that. And Chris Pine, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that was actually pretty entertaining. Also, Angela. Angela is also in the chat. Angela is also a JB member. Says we'll have to watch the replay. Greetings, all. Good to see you, Angela. All right. Good to see all of y'all. Oh, hey, Mary Leck. Mary Leck. 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 Sorry. <laughs> That's what it makes me think of. You know. <laughs> anyway, I'm goofy. But Mary says, "Learn some things." Thank you for discussion in JB and Indigo. Thank you so very much. You know what? One thing. Oh, hey, Nadia says homelessness hits LGBT adults too, to the tune of something like forty percent of all homelessness, maybe more. 
Absolutely. One of the things that I, I wanted to also say was that I'm very proud of how open-minded the viewers here are. And I just want to thank you guys for being so supportive and open-minded as well. Because sometimes these things aren't that easy to talk about. And especially with, you know, a lot of opposition that we get from a lot of people regarding some of these topics. And some people may say, well, that's identity politics. And it's like, well, no, because the thing is, is that we're trying to take the economic policy and intersect it with our identity. Because the thing is, is that people... Some people will say, well, your identity is important. It's like, yeah, but what about our economic needs? And then they go, what economic needs? We don't know about any economic needs. And we're like, we're homeless. We're poor. We have health care needs. You guys are also sending us in the military out there to be cannon fodder, too. This is also very important. Like, why aren't you talking about this? And it's like, well, at least you guys can get married. It's like, yeah, we can get married. We actually like that. Well, it's cool. But... What about housing, healthcare, education? Some of us have student loan debt. Some of us have medical debt. Some of us are disabled. Why not talk about that too? And so I think that's one of the important points, you know, to talk about this as much as we possibly can. So I just want to thank you guys for, for tuning in because this is something that, you know, needed to be talked about. And I'm actually happy to you know use my platform as small as it is in order to uplift activists and organizers like strive as well nadia says i've never been a fan or anything but i probably remember the 1978 film the most because nobody would shut up about persis kambara being sexy even while bald <laughs> I wonder how I would look. Well, I probably wouldn't look that much different if I was bald. Maybe I should try it once. I think I did it way back then because I shaped. I was trying to cut my hair and do it myself. Oh, God, it was horrible. But maybe I should try it. Maybe I should just try just bald with just a beard. Who knows? Maybe I might look good with it. Creative Experiment says it's Squid Game out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> QB Socialista says she was sexy bald. <laughs> There's some women that can rock bald like nobody's business. Like, I'm just like, wow. Maybe you should keep your head shaved more often because you look good. You know? Especially when they got like the long dangly earrings or the big hoops. It's just oh, the way it frames the face. Anyway. But yeah, um, one of the things that the hell. One of the things that I was talking about earlier was about the, uh, the bill regarding the Respect for Marriage Act. I actually covered that on RBN. So if you guys want to see that, then go ahead and go to RBN to go ahead and take a look at that on my show on the JP show. <coughs> oh, excuse me. But one of the things I was actually referring to was the fact that it just makes it so that if you're married in another state, then the state that even though they don't have same-sex marriage on the books legalized there, they actually have to respect your marriage status if you are married to the same gender 
or if you're married to somebody of a different race. So that basically says that they have to be respected. That has to be honored, which is a step in the right direction, but it does not hit number one. It does not codify. It does not codify same-sex marriage into law federally, as well as number two, when it comes to our material benefits, our material needs as a people, it does not address it. And they will not address our material needs because if that means addressing our material needs, that means that they have to not just do it for us, but they got to do it for everybody, which also challenges the power of the oligarchs. It challenges the power of the people who really want to keep us repressed, depressed within this capitalist system. So that's one of the things that I actually was talking about earlier today. And really, to be honest with you, those of you, those of you who may be watching now or watching on the rewatch, I just want you guys to realize something. We are all workers. We are all either workers or poor, and we all need to come together so that we all can actually have true liberation. So just because you're maybe cis, white, and heterosexual, that doesn't mean a thing because guess what? If you're a worker or if you're poor, just like me, guess what? We're in, we have a lot more in common than you think we do. And that being said, we absolutely have to come together. And this needs to be a dictatorship of the proletariat. And I can live my life and you can live yours. The thing is, is that in order to be able to do that, we have to come together because we need to take it out of the hands of these oligarchs because they're literally ruining our planet and our society as we speak. So let's stop fighting each other and let's team up and let's win this class war. So, yeah. Anyway, I just want to thank you guys for watching this evening. I got to go. I got to eat some dinner. I'm hungry. Plus, I got dialysis in the morning, and I got to be up real early. And, yeah, I got to get my beauty sleep because I ain't looking so beautiful tonight, right? Okay. So, <laughs> thank you to everybody. Also, did you like the stream? Did you subscribe? Thanks, comrade. Thank you so very much. Also, thank you to everyone who is a patron on Patreon, Coffee, people who are members, also people who send me mutual aid. Thank you so very much as well. Uh, if you guys would like to send me some mutual aid or something like that, it's also linked in the description below as well as well as my socials are also in a description too. Thank you so very much to everyone who's been in the chat. You guys are awesome. And I just, oh, by the way, Roy O'Neill, I see you on, on, on Rockfin. I didn't forget you. Good to see you, Rory. <laughs> All right, everybody. Look, like I always say, water your plants, water yourselves. Leave the world better than you found it. If you want to smoke a little, you know, if you got them, go ahead and do a little bit of that. If you want to drink them a little bit, you know, you know take a little shot and go ahead. If you don't do any of that, look, watch something. 
watch something funny. You're watching me on YouTube. Go ahead and go over to watch something that's a little bit funny, something that gives you a little bit of joy because that is revolutionary as well. Laugh. Find something inspiring. Um, tickle yourself with a feather. Forehead kisses mwah, to every single one of you. And have a great evening. All I want is not for Christmas. I just want to have my own. Baby, all I want for Christmas is you. All I want for Christmas.